ladies and gentlemen. I am back, your host, Fred Swanass, Tree Walker, the Order Standing Oak, and Ferro Fred Jessus of Raven Temple of CX Wicca here again with you tonight. It's been a beautiful week, and I've been really looking forward to doing this show, and I hope you guys are doing great too. Tonight's show, and this show is for everybody. So, ladies, come on in, but this show is for everybody. Tonight's show is Pagan Men's Mysteries, Thou Art God. And so, yeah, on my last uh, podcast, which is up right now on uh, Spotify, we did an episode that I put together called Thou Art Goddess. And that uh, episode is doing really, really cool. But in that show, I, I said, well, we're going to, uh, as soon as I can, we're going to follow up on the other side of that coin. Um, and tonight, so we're going to look at men, who we are, where we came from, and all these different things that are out there that make us who we are. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Plus, we're going to have great music and all that stuff. And if you're out there and you want to be a part of this, here in just a little bit, we'll open up the phone lines. But for right now, join us at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pagan Perspectives and come and hang out with us in the chat room. And um, we're going to have a great show. We've got an announcement coming up in just a little bit where we're going to tell you how, since the show's coming back after being gone for 12 years, what I've decided to do is I want to be able to give back to myself. And one of the things that I want to do is uh, have a giveaway for a copy, a brand spanking crispy copy of the Witch's Bible by Janet and Stuart Ferrer. And so we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Plus, next week's show, the topic is green witchcraft. Yes, the books by Ann Mora, but also just in general, the topic of what is green witchcraft and how can we experience it more in our life. And then coming up in April, I'm so proud I'm going to be able to bring this to you, but it's going to be my pleasure to bring author of The Positive Pagan, Lisa Wagner, on the show. And that's Thursday, April 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. And we're going to be talking about her book and what it is to be a positive pagan. It's going to be a really cool book. And when that episode comes out, we're going to have a giveaway for that book as well. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of great episodes. And, uh, you know, it's just like um, I have enjoyed a little bit of the uh, herbal essences. And tonight, I am drinking an exquisite version of my cranberry mango mead. Oh, my goodness. It's some of the best I've ever had. So we've got a lot to talk about, and I hope you guys have had a great week. And just like I say, come and join us. We're going to give you guys a little bit of – music and then we'll come back and get into our topic pagan's men's mysteries thou art god let's see if i can find something good for you guys tonight ah yes this is gwitty and penderwin from the album the fairy shaman this is i'll be reborn here on pagan perspectives 
When I grow old, my time is near, and all my friends have gathered round. Well, don't you weep, and don't you mourn, cause you can't keep a good man down. And in the spring, yeah, I'll be back, like the grass in yonder field. I'll be reborn into this world when the lady will is revealed. Now when my body is in the crown, well there ain't nothing can keep me down. I've come with the blossoms and with the growing grain, and then you'll know I'm back again. Now I've had freedom and joys and tears. I'm proud I've learned each lesson well. So when I come back in the springtime, I won't repeat this lifetime tale. When I come back, I may be a baby or a bird high in the tree. But you will know me if you still love me, cause I'll be born wild and free. Now life's a burden, but death's a lie, and there ain't no reward up in the sky. Just let me cast off this robe of mortal pain and pick up where I left off again. one of my favorite pagan albums 
That's Gwydion Penderwin off of the Fairy Shaman and I'll Be Reborn. And welcome, one and all, everybody. Tonight, Pagan Men's Mysteries, Thou Art God. And tonight, we're going to take it from every aspect with every angle and every thought. But here's the thing. Just so that I can uh, make it, make it, you know, so that people understand, this is where I'm coming from, and uh, I am not. I am a hetero male, so I can't necessarily, you know, extrapolate and put out things about the 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 gay male and stuff like that. So I'm not going to try to do that. I don't have the right to do that. I don't, you know, I don't know what it's like, but. Here pretty soon, there's a show that we're going to do that's going to be dedicated to the LGBTQ uh, community, and we've got some friends that are going to be coming on the show and kind of wanting to talk about their experiences, um, you know, within within witchcraft in this way, and I think they've got a lot of really good stuff to talk about. So when that show comes up. I will definitely uh, put everything out there, but tonight we're going to take it from the way that I know things so that I'm just putting it out there. I don't want any anybody to feel offended or anything like that. I'm just trying to put it out that this is the perspective that I come from for a lot of things. So we look at the earth way back the millennia, and we look at the very beginnings of life. Uh, the primal beginnings of life. Whenever we really couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't verbalize beyond grunts half the time for the things that we wanted. Um, and in those times, those early cave times and stuff, we were tribal. That's who we were. We had, you know, we had the men of the tribes, those were the ones that went out to bring back the food and water and things for uh, uh, the women and children of the tribe because even in those times, it was, you know, still a very untamed, uh, uh, you know, a very dangerous world. This was before, I'm talking our, our, our lifespan before the invention of the wheel, before anything, the only thing that we knew as primal peoples was how to hunt to survive, to look for food where we could find it. And I see that as like kind of like the 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 idea of the beginning of the male the the, the male existence. In, in in this plane, you know, on this planet, and it goes back so far, you know, we we have to look at what is our prehistory, you know, um, how did it influence us? Because of the simple thing that what did we have in those times? Like everybody knows that we had the ideas of sympathetic magic, the idea of going on the hunt, and someone would dress up as the animal that they were seeking to bring back to the tribe and they would symbolically hunt and kill it. And that person that wore that animal skin, that was the, the shaman of that group. 
So we, at the dawning of prehistory, at the dawning of our lives in existence, men had a place in the realms of magic. We were like right there from the beginning, you know, and it's like, I think that has molded us for so many things. You know, we look at ourselves physically, you know. Uh, there are men of many shapes, sizes, colors, backgrounds, you know, places in the world that we live. And it's like we all have different roles in society, but yet in the thing that binds us together uh, is the fact that we are that we are men, that we are male. Whenever it comes to, I don't know if you've ever heard of Church of All Worlds, which is, uh, that was formed by uh, Tim Zell and Morning Glory Zell uh, in the uh, early 70s, late 60s. And it came through the idea of the Water Brothers ritual where uh, in circle you would be told, thou art God. And that's true, you know. The, the thing is, in, in like the monotheistic religions, they believe that we have to be subservient to uh, one God, you know. And for us, when we look at ourselves as pagans and we really understand that, you know, what we are doing as, as what, who we are uh, is, for men is very potent, magical and uh you know people didn't want people didn't want us to have that role in society but that's kind of the way it is you know these rituals have have come through over time that's why we have you know just to, we'll get into these a little bit more but just the idea of progression our life is a progression we're born after the, the procreative act of of you know bringing the male and female together but once once we are birthed we have that time to experience as a baby to bond with our mothers to grow and be nurtured by her but also to be protected and brought up by our fathers you know I'm not saying that everybody got that exactly but you know that's the model that has been brought about that you know that it what it was you know that men were there for the benefit and protection of their wives and children and i think that's very cool because i think not only do we have to be physically strong and mentally sharp to deal with the things of life but i think another thing is as pagan men we are magically gifted by the gods, blessings awoke to everyone here, that the idea that we are blessed with the ability, we can talk to the gods. We are the gods. The gods are our brothers and sisters. And they go through so many things, so many avenues, and there are so many stories and myths that pertain towards godhood, what it is to be a man, to be a boy, to to be venerable and to be a sage. There is so much of that. And I think a lot of times as pagans, we get so caught up in the other 
you know, processes of, of, you know, doing ritual and all this other stuff that we forget these things, you know, that we have, we have that part that is known to do this ritual, but there are rituals that were tied just to men, you know, that there were men's mysteries, there were mystery cults for men many, 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 many years ago, and there still are. You know, we also have the idea of men within the world of ceremonial magic. We have, look at all of our people. We have Alistair Crowley that gave us the OTO and Thelema. We have Westcott Wynn and all of the, all of the men and H.P. Bobatsky that brought us the, the realm and world of the Golden Dawn. You know, so we have all of this to look into. And then uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys a little bit of music, but when we come back, we're going to start talking about some of the things that tie men to the world. The symbolisms that are from the olden times, uh, those ancient centuries till now that show us, you know, that that we are, that our maleness is is out there, that we have a reason to uh, express who we are as men, boys, sages, and beyond. So I'm going to give you this little bit. This is, let's see if I can give you guys something really good here. Okay. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, no. I want to do this for you guys. And then we'll be right back. This is Mjolnir for my heathen brothers here on the show on Pagan Perspectives.
Do you have Celtic roots? Are your ancestors from Ireland or Scotland or Wales? From Cornwall, Brittany, the Isle of Man or Gaul? Do you love stories and tales? Ancient myths, legends and folklore of the Celtic peoples? Do you want to hear more about King Arthur, Gwydion, Taliesin, Cuchulain, wild magic and the realms of the other world? Do you want to hear about the old gods, druids and fairies in a way that they're not just dusty, dry words on a page? Then you need the Celtic Myth Podshow, available from CelticMythPodshow.com. In the days when the world was young, the days when the air was clean and the dew was fresh upon the grass. Listen well, for I have tidings for you. Warriors are coming from across the sea. Strange. Take this message back with you. Tell the fear bold that they must give my people either battle or live in peace in half of Erin. On my word, I should prefer to give you half of Erin than to face your weapons. The Celtic Myth Podshow will bring you the bravery of heroes and heroines, the magnificent pantheon of gods and goddesses, and the magic and wonder of druids, fairies, and folklore. Our ancestors would listen to these stories as told to them by their bards. They wouldn't read them in books. This podcast brings the magic of sound back into our legends. A new episode comes out twice a month and builds into a complete collection of tales from Celtic mythology. So just sit down, get comfortable, and join us every other week. Listen to news, chat, and a story from Celtic mythology with the Celtic Myth Podshow from CelticMythPodshow.com. That's CelticMythPodshow.com. Hey, all right, we are back. I'm your host, Raymond Sermanistry Walker, the Order of Standing Oak, and Theophilus of Jessup of uh, Raven Temple of CX Wicca. And it is so great to be here tonight. We are talking about pagan men's mysteries, thou art God. And if you're out there, I encourage you to come on in and hang out with us tonight. Just come to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash pagan perspectives, and we'll look for you in the chat. And here in just a little bit, we're going to open up the phone line so that we can, you know, bond and just kind of come together as brothers because there's a lot that it, that goes into, uh, to you know, being who we are as men in, in this world and the past lives that we've had, you know. So it's like there's a lot. It's intricate, you know. There's a lot of things that we're responsible for. For ourselves and for our families and for our loved ones and during this whole time we're developing we're not just putting out so much so much energy out to the world that we can't that we end up leaving ourselves empty we have the ability as pagan men to go out into the world and to see nature and to see what the gods have placed here on this planet and that mother earth is a goddess herself but for the rest of us that are here, you know, the things, the experiences that we get. And we're going to talk about some things that are, uh, you know, the symbols of men. And the first off is the cock. That's right. The phallic symbol, the organ that helps to give life. You have to have the male and the female. And to be able to you know, to be able to come together in that conjoin, it's like in the ritual whenever we do 
the uh, uh, you know takes an ale ritual and we say as the athame is to the male the chalice is to the female and when conjoined they bring blessedness which is true but we look at the symbols we look at the sword we look at the bow and arrow the arrow specifically we look at symbols of the green man with the leafy foliate masks peeking out through the woods in various places all over the world we look at the statues at easter island we look at the great works of men that were put together in in italy and you know with rome and things like that and you know just those statue statues of bacchus and statues of zeus and you know those real representations the the artworks of the of of you know thor and uh the art that we see behind uh woden and his ravens and all these different things it's like uh we see you know uh the uh, depictions of Osiris in hieroglyphics and all these other things and set and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jupiter and Apollo and Mananen and Dagda. And it just goes on and on and on because there's always something out there that is representative of who we are as men. It is our mystery. What does it mean to be a man? Thou art God. What does it mean to be a man? And there are there are designations of men in everything. There are ritual designations for men in Kabbalah, on the tree of life itself. Uh, in that in that realm, there are designations for men as hunters. Hearn the hunter, the leader of the wild hunt. Um, Various land sprites and 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 spirits of place and spirits of the bear and all of this and we had we also had what I would like to think of as as far as our growing up period coming into what we are today the we had a very we had a renaissance of thought before men were known for action. That's what we were. We were ready uh, to, you know, be active, to do things on the spur right when we needed to. But then we started to think, and we had the philosophers such as Socrates and Plato and the great poets such as Voltaire and uh, the, the great uh, writers of, uh, you know, uh, Shakespeare. We had um, – uh, W.B. Yeats and so on and so forth. We had so many people that opened up our minds as men, you know, and uh, the one thing that I think is very cool is, you know, back in the day when I was younger, I didn't know a lot about paganism. I didn't know a lot about witchcraft. And, you know, at that time I had myself under the, uh, you know, tutelage if you will, of being involved in Christianity and the Christian church. So I didn't know anything. 
But whenever I came around to the idea of the goddess, you know, one thing is like people say that whenever pagan men start becoming pagan men, that we become soft because we're allowing ourselves to to venerate our female side, to venerate women in general, to venerate the goddesses that are out there. But you know what? For pagan men, that doesn't make us weak. That doesn't make us soft. That doesn't make us anything. But people that understand that the balances that are there in the universe are there for a reason. Thou art God and thou art goddess. You are both. You have male and female chromosomes in your body. You have progesterone, uh, you have uh, testosterone and estrogen, just in different pro- in different proportions, and things like that. So it's like we think of ourselves. We can't think of ourselves above anybody else because we are the same as everybody else. We just might have a different look and a different makeup and a different way of dealing with life. But that doesn't make us anything le- uh, any less a man. Another thing that I kind of think would be very cool is to talk about some of the pagan writers that have brought us some extremely awesome books. First, two, there's two books that I highly recommend the most, and I have them right here in my hand. The first one is his story, Masculinity in the Post-Patriarchal World by Nicholas R. Mann. This book is called His Story. And this book is just incredible. This is where I learned about men in the sphere of uh, the Kabbalistic world, uh, being the cavemen, and you know, being all these different things to the world. And it's just, you know, there are so many different things that are brought up in this book. This is one of the one of the more uh, meaty and thought provoking books, and we're going to talk about some things in it here in a minute. Then the second book that I have with me, and I think this is the one that you really, 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 really want to take your time to, once you get a hold of it, take your time to digest it and work with it because there are meditations and there are things in here that are workable for men. This is Celebrating the Male Mysteries by author R.J. Stewart. And the thing that is so cool about this book is, you know, it has it has the story of us as Warrior, poets, prophets, priests, and kings. That's the fifth chapter of this book. And it goes into a lot of uh, the ideas of uh, men as workers and providers and helping people make it through into the, in, in their individual journeys and their wheel of life. So these two books are specifically something that we're going to talk about as we go through the rest of the evening. But what do you think? What are your thoughts? It's like there are things, there are symbols that are not even visual that are, you know, the things that, that show our maleness as an example. How many of us out there when we were young, young boys on a Saturday, our dad would get us up early, get us in our readiest set of clothes and tennis shoes, put us in the car and take us out to a local lake or pond setup and go fishing. I have gone fishing with my dad so many times when I was a youngster in that seven, eight, six, seven, eight-year-old age, and we would go to the many of the different places. Um, my my dad, at the age of like I think I was six, 
something like that. He showed six or seven. He showed me how to use a lawnmower, a push mower, not a rider. Eventually, I did learn how to use a rider. And when I would go out to visit my grandma and grandpa out in the country, they had a probably about, I'd say about a six-acre yard. And I got to ride my grandpa's riding lawnmower because, you know, that would keep us out of their hair for a couple hours and or whatever. And I would go out there and ride around my grandpa's property mowing the yard on that big rider. Uh, you know, there were times whenever it's just simple for like your very first haircut when your mom or your grandpa would take you uptown to your local barber. And I went to the barber. I didn't, when I was a kid, we didn't have a lot of these beauty salons and things like that. So I was taken by my grandpa and we would go, Hey, just checking the chat. Hello, Lodge Magician. Good to have you here. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so that's what I grew up with was my grandpa taking me to the, uh, to the, uh, barbershop and some of these different places uh you know there were uh, watching even though i'm not really big into sports i remember the the baptism of the old man uh when we were young young having us sit in there with him and watch our first football game here in missouri and then we moved to dallas texas and when i lived in dallas texas um we kind of ended up watching the Dallas Cowboys because when you're in Dallas, that's what you do. And we became big. Well, heck, I had Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders that lived in our apartment complex. So, you know, we became really big fans of, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. And one of our things that we used to do is we would go around and get some of the young kids that lived in our apartment complex. And it was all guys. And we would get those little Nerf, uh, rubberized, whatever the hell you want to call them, foam footballs, and we would go out there and we play tackle football. Then when we got done playing tackle football, we would go swimming in our swimming pool and stuff like that, you know. So it's like we had all that, and then uh, you know you had the the experience of like the very first time you shave, or you know when your pubes come in, or when your voice cracks. Um, and all these different things, but the thing about it, it's the journey you got to go through. All of this stuff, it's like, you know, it's not, uh, you know, everybody goes through their changes as they grow. That's what we are. We're human, and as men, we go through every bit of it. Me, myself, um, it's like I'm not young anymore, but I'm not. Well, I am getting older. I'm going to be 58 in June. So I am starting to near those sage years, okay? And I have nothing wrong with that. I feel that that is going to be some of the best time of my life. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that, you know, I've sowed my wild oats and I've done the things that guys do over time in their in their existence. But now it's like on the magical side because – we have this group here, and we have a pagan community here, and we have a magical community, whether it's OTO or Golden Dawn or whatever I've got going on. It's like, you know, when we're talking about continuing the great work, the great work is working on ourselves every day 
to be prepared. And how do you do that? You educate yourself. You find out what you need to know to go where you got to go, you know, into our next existence. I don't want to be, I don't want to be whenever my time comes to go into the other world, you know, to come out of that and have to go back, go to the back of the class. I want to be able to advance. And, you know, that's what the great people have done over the years, the Druids and the shamans and the witches and the healers and the psychics and those that, that can speak with spirits and all of these things, all of these men that we have seen and that we have known, you know, over time, it's like, you know, this, those are our examples. That's another thing. It's like, I think men look towards each other for, for, you know, stability and the fact that, you know, Whenever we work within a tradition, whether it's uh, a Celtic Druidic tradition or a heathen tradition or whatever, is that we hope and expect that the brothers that we are involved with will be an enhancement to our life. You know what I mean? And that's where we get the camaraderie. We, that's where we get brotherhood. That's what that means. That's the mystery. Brotherhood. When somebody asks you one of the things, well, what are the pagan men's mysteries? If you, if you think of it quick, tell them brotherhood because, you know, that is always something that we should strive for. You know, a lot of people have this thing that we should be individualistic and go to the beat of our own drummer, which that's great. That's true. Everybody should be able to do that. But when it comes down to it, our brothers that support us are the ones that are going to have our back. Once you get that kind of a circle going, men that men that actually give a shit about each other and what they do, that have that ability to, you know, watch their back and let them know whenever they're straying off the path. Brotherhood is a strong thing because, you know, we just don't keep charging on damn the tor torpedoes. And all those brothers that are struggling behind us that are clawing their way to catch up, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have to worry about uh, is a brother going to have to catch up? Is how do we keep that brother in, in the line with us moving forward? How can we help them? How can the gods help them? How can their magic help them move forward? And so it's like it's a process. So even for me, you know, with the fact that I am getting older, it's like I still look for camaraderie. I have best friends. I have a lot of guy friends. I, I, have, I have some women friends, but those that I do have are very – I don't have as many women friends as I do men, but that's, you know, that's just, you know, that's just fact of life. But anyway, um, so you have to be able to – I have to be able to – uh, know that I can fall back on them. My best friend's coming over Saturday. We've got some stuff to do. And if everything goes right, uh, I may have a new computer, which we, if we get a new computer, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to improve the heck out of this show. That you, <laughs> Yeah, because this thing, I got a computer so old that it's about ready to be chucked in the trash. So I am very lucky, and I thank the gods for every day that I am since I've come back that I'm able to come on here to talk to you folks 
and we're going to get some more into this. I want to thank everybody out there that's listening. I want to thank Lodge Magician for coming in. And what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit more music. And I think I want to give you, there's a song that I wanted to find down here. Where are you at? There we go. I have to scroll this up. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a feat to use this. All right. This is one of my favorite songs. This is Roots here on Pagan Perspectives, and we'll be back in just a minute. Five years or more, I've roamed this land from shore to shore, from time to time, our seven to ten, from more to fail, from peak to plan, played in cafes and pubs and bars, I stood in the street with my own guitar, but I'd be richer than all the rest, if I had a pound for each request, but Julian Banjo's American Pie, it's enough to make you cry, rule Britannia. Or swing low, I'll be the only songs we English know. Seed, buds, flower, fruit. They're never gonna grow without their roots. Branch, stem, shoot. They need roots. Yeah, 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 yeah. After the speeches, when the cake's been cut. The disco's over and the bar is shut A christening birthday wedding awake What can we sing until the morning breaks When the Indian Asians have broke out It's in their blood below the belt They're playing and dancing all night long So what have they got right that we've got wrong in a pub near Wells. Well, I've got a vision of urban sprawl. It's pubs where no one ever sings at all. And everyone stares at a great big screen. Overpaid soccer stars, prancing teams, Australian soap, American rap, S3 English baseball caps. Oh. 
I hear the voices 
are back. That was Gwydion from the Fairy Shaman. There's a home far in the mountains. That song always gets to me. I love that. Um, and you're with me. And if you would like to be with us here at this studio, all you got to do is type in www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pagan Perspectives. And tonight we're talking about Pagan Men's Mysteries. And I told you earlier that we're going to be having a giveaway for a brand spanking new copy of The Witch's Bible by Janet Stewart Fair. And so what I'm going to tell you right now is if you are interested in possibly acquiring this book, then all I need you to do is send me an email to Sylvanus93, S-Y-L-V-A-N-U-S 93 at hotmail.com and uh, put in the subject line uh, uh, book giveaway and then in the body of the of the email all you got to do is put your name and uh, uh, that you're interested to say I'd like to see about winning this book just something to let me know that you're real because anybody can do I've had people do the thing where they send bots through email servers and stuff like that so it's like to know that it's you just in the line, put book giveaway, and then in the body, all you got to do is put your name and uh, that you're interested in the book. And then what we're going to do at the very last show of the month of March on that Thursday, um, and we'll be, we're going to be continually letting you guys know about this, but at, at the end of March, we're going to go ahead and take the name and put them in a magic hat. The magic hat's actually over here on my couch. And we're going to shake it around and do a drawing. And whoever wins this book, it all get sent to you, to your your home or place that you want it sent to. And also, not only do we have this giveaway going on, but next week the, the show is going to be dealing with the topic of green witchcraft. And yes, we're going to be talking about the Green Witchcraft book series by Ann Mora, but also we are going to be talking about in general, what is it like to have uh, experience and work with the ideas of the Green Witch? So we've got that coming up next week. And then in April on the 18th, it's going to be my pleasure to have with us on the show, the and author, Lisa Wagner. We're going to talk about her book, Positive Pagans. And it's going to be very cool. Uh, it's how to be an upbeat and, and you know, just to not let the world bring you down, even as a pagan. There's rituals and meditations and all kinds of stuff, and she's a nice lady. We're going to have her on the show. We're going to do an interview, and when that interview comes around, we are going to give away a copy of her book. So we've got a lot of stuff, and if you're out there and you want to know a little bit about us, you can find me online at such places as Facebook. And on Facebook, all you got to do is look for Raven Temple of CX Wicket, H-R-A-F-N, and type us in, and we're in there. And also, I'm going to put all the links and every bit of information that I need to in the show notes that you guys will know where to go. Also, we have our show on Spotify. So all you got to do is look, go to Spotify and type in Pagan Perspectives, and currently, the episode that we have up there is the return. Last week's show. Last week, if you guys don't know, 
was the return of the show after almost 13 years. Oh, I've missed doing this. I really enjoy, you know, talking with the community out there and, and covering issues that are important. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking about pagans in recovery. We're going to be dealing with, uh, you know, what it's like being pagan in the LGBTQ community. Um, just all this, and some good shows too. We're going to see if we can get some pagan musicians on the show every once in a while that we can interview and, and see what's going on in the world. Also, we might do an episode on uh, the pagan festival scene and everything like that. Also, I want to do, you know, a lot of times people always have questions. They're always asking, what books should I get? Uh, uh, do spells work like this and all these other things? It's like, okay, well, sometimes, you know, people, people with their cognition for a book – or something like that doesn't necessarily jive, you know, it doesn't register in their mind. So it's hard for them to latch on to pagan concepts. So we're going to be dealing with how to help people with that and stuff like that. So we've got that. Also, I encourage you to go check out my channel, A Pagan Perspective, on YouTube. We've got videos there. Um, we've got some new videos that are going to be coming out here pretty soon. Actually, I'm going to be doing a uh, blessing, uh, uh, kind of like an offering to Woden and Freya, which we're going to put that up. Um, we're going to be dealing with some more. And we've got some shows coming up in the future dealing with ceremonial magic, planetary magic, Golden Dawn, Thelema, uh, everything that you could think about. We've got that coming up and so on and so forth. So there's a lot to, lot to, you know, lot to keep an eye on. But it's cool because, you know, we are just going to keep going. And I've had people that have uh, messaged me on Facebook and other platforms that I have that have said, hey, it's, it's good that you're bringing back the show because there were people that had followed the show for a while and wondered what had happened. And like I said in the, in the triumphant return show last week, you know, when you go for so long, and you don't have access to the things that you need to make it happen. The sad thing, like I said last week, was I had over maybe 150 shows that in the year 2021, because I wasn't able to get back and get the show restarted, I lost all those episodes. They don't archive. They haven't archived anything that high since 2021, and here we are in 2024. So it's like it was sad because I kind of wanted to retrieve some of those shows, interviews that I did with Rena Shesso and Mary Kay Greer and Ellen Everett Hopman and Mickey Mueller. And just these were awesome shows. I got out of all of those shows, I got like seven. But I, I look at it this way seven is better than zero. And that's why I'm here with you guys. We're going to make new memories, new shows, new magic. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up the phone lines, and if you're a, a, a guy out there that wants to relate your pagan experience as a man, as a kid, as whatever, then give us a call. The number here is 563-999-3644, and uh, you know, once we start to come out of our, you know, our childhood years, then we move into puberty. That's when our muscles start to come out. We start to grow. 
uh, and we start to become interested in the opposite sex, uh, if that is our thing, and we go through this life of, you know, doing what we do in school. Uh, men have to be impressive for, you know, their mates, and we go out for football, and we do all these things, and, uh, you know, then we marry our childhood sweetheart, or, you know, whatever, we end up getting married, and, you know, we become a provider, like, a major financial provider. You know, we go out and work in the factories and work in the fields and work in the offices and work in all these different places so that we can make things financially stable so that we can, you know, get our homes, get our cars, do the things that we need to be able to do and, you know, exist. That's the sad thing, though. I feel kind of bad. I love modern technology. If it wasn't for modern technology, I wouldn't be here talking to you folks tonight. But I think there's been so much put on us over these last 50 years or so in, in human existence that I almost wish we could go to a level that was a little bit more, you know, where we could barter for more things and be stable in the places that we live. Because, you know, the reality of our society these days, we can't hardly afford to buy a house, buy a car, rent an apartment, get new clothes when our old ones get ripped, and all these different things. So the idea, I think one of the worst things that humanity has done is commoditize things. You know, I can see barter, the bartering societies that we had as our as our species evolved and came up, but like – I think now this this greed and capitalistic bent for paper and metal, it's like, you know, I think that's one of the things that's the downfall. But there are men that are out there that are thinkers that are skirting this. We have men that are brave that, that go against their local cities and things like that, and they go out in the woods and they build them a small home. Or they find, you know, they live in a tent or they live in an RV or whatever it is because – and they put themselves on, you know, like a solar power or whatever <clears throat> so that they can remove themselves and not be contributing to that. But the only thing that's sad there is like I can understand, <clears throat> excuse me, the need for uh, solitary, but I also understand that, you know, as as human beings, we are social creatures, all of us. And, you know, so it's like those roles. But the one thing I think one of the coolest things is the idea of uh, the nurturing, caring, uh, uh, watchful way that men are and can be with their children. Fatherhood, the creation of life, and knowing that you have a son or daughter that is from your blood, from your from your your family line all the way down to all your – and that's another thing, ancestors, pagans, men's mystery. When somebody asks you, what is the mystery of thou art God, it's our ancestors. Our ancestors is the line that brought us here, and we're going to be the ancestor that brings it forward for somebody else centuries down the line. We're all little pinpoints. And that great bright light of our ancestors from the beginning till now. So you have brotherhood. So the, the, the mysteries include brotherhood, okay, and 
also the idea that you know we are we're 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 nurturing we're fathers we are we're the people that helps to keep the world going <clears throat> excuse me and it's like our kids our kids when you look in the mirror even though we're not seeing the exact same thing we are that child that boy or that girl is us right there you know they're doing their thing but they are us and we get to mold them that's why one of the things you know i have everybody asked well aren't pagans like bad about wanting to you know make their kids be witches and all this other stuff hey if i was to have kids my thing would be like this along with my wife more than likely that we would include our child in our traditions and some of our family rituals we're not going we wouldn't want to expose them to things that were age inappropriate at various times and also you kind of have to look at the developmental stage of what you're doing because there's there's you know there are rites of passage for young boys from you know when you get the when you graduate from kindergarten is a young man's first rite of passage although also that and going potty without pull-ups or anything like that but you know so there's a lot of milestones uh the first time that your your son is out in the front uh front street riding the big wheel and they're hauling ass down the sidewalk and they pull on that lever and they do their first wicked power slide you know there are many when a kid and his friends get together and they take their bikes and go get some bricks and a board and do their first jumps you know all these people now are afraid you know that their kid if they did a jump that they would like break their necks and anything's possible but back then we just had fun we didn't wear elbow pads or helmets or any of that stuff we just got on our bikes went out there and we rode and you have you have so much this makes me think about you know we were talking about shakespeare and stuff like that you know the showing of brotherhood one of the greatest films that encapsulate the idea of manhood is a robin williams film that is to me one of his best works ever and i am talking about the dead poet society i mean just looking how the entirety of what that film was about and especially the way that his students rallied for him at the end you know after all of this stuff that had happened the term oh captain my captain just oh you know it's 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 we don't those are nuggets we don't get a lot of that in in modern society there's not a lot of homages to men you know we have the the we have the homage for men that we have is like terminator you know we've got those kind of things but whenever you've got stuff that can be you know very that there's lessons to it if you really watch it uh that and also um the fisher king lots of lessons in that whether you know it or not um you know and there's other films and stories there are so many stories that are you know appreciative of men you know and what we have contributed to this planet since our inception you know there's been a lot of bad things that have gone on you know there is that survival thing that we've had to do war 
and you know all of the things that come from it. I think that's the only thing to me. One of the major things I think that is so disruptive to a society is having to go to those extremes. But as men, that's what we do. When we have to defend, we have to defend. When we have to, when when we don't necessarily have to, but when we know that we can, we teach. You know, we know the better part of valor. We know how to the smart ones. Let's put it that way. We know how to divert from catastrophe if we put our minds to it. We have the men that were magical that understood this. You have Austin O'Spare. Uh, you have Crowley. You had Israel Regardi. You have modern people such as Dr. Raymond Buckland, Donald, Donald Michael Craig, Raven Gramasi. Um, you know, uh, so many people. There's Ted Andrews and, and and so many others that are out there. R.J. Stewart um, that have you know brought us uh, uh, a reason to look at the male mysteries as something important. That's where our initiation comes in. You know, whenever we are initiated into a Druidic tradition or witchcraft tradition or whatever, it's, you know, we are coming into this situation and going, we understand that, you know, once we step into the circle, we we step into the ritual space, our, who we are is going to be amplified before the gods. And it's kind of like it's a burning, a burning and laying bare of everything of who we are, because a, a prudent person doesn't take on initiation in a mystery tradition, mystery tradition such as witchcraft or, or ceremonial magic, without first weighing the the benefits and you know what what uh, you know that that we're going to deal with it. Because if you do it half-hearted or light-hearted and you don't really take it, you know, the way it is, then you cheapen the experience, you cheapen your paganism, you cheapen your your connection to the gods and goddesses. And that's another thing. It's like one thing that I recommend to all the men that are out there listening, keep a journal, a man's journal, and, and write things that you think about of the gods. You can write things about the goddesses. If you want to jot pictures down, symbols, uh, uh, stories that you think are relevant to ideas about manhood, um, you know, in all aspects from birth to sage to death, you know, it's like all of that. And look at that over time, date it. You don't have to write a whole lot, but just take that book, take that journal and look at it at the end of a year and see where you progress to. Another thing that I highly recommend is rituals. I do lots and lots of rituals honoring the gods. I do lots of meditations that deal with just being a man. You can take all of the tarot images that have that pertain to men on them and put them on your altar and use them as focal points. You can take all of the runes that deal with manhood and aspects of manhood and work with them and bring them into your magical practice. You can look at all of the, uh, the, the magical things that enhance men in ceremonial traditions and stuff like that. Because I think one of the best, best things that we can do, like I said earlier, is prepare ourselves for moving on. But not just preparing, 
excuse me, preparing ourselves, but preparing others to, you know, see what we're going to go through. And it's like, that's why, uh, you know, just sitting down in a chair, comfortable chair, with a mirror or something not too far away and a candle off to the side and just looking at it and chanting, Thou art God, over and over and over and over until you can feel the energy just building up and see that that reflection, you see yourself in that mirror and it returns to you. And that affirmation, each time you speak it, it goes into that mirror and it reflects that reflection that's you. It just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and you can do that weekly another thing is like i think a lot of men get down on themselves because you know after so long they have been beaten down by you know societal pressure and all this stuff and sometimes men get depressed and cry and if somebody tells you that you're less of a man because you cry they're full of shit we have the right to express our emotions in any form, shape, or manner that we want to, and if it happens to be with tears and just, you know, it could be we lost someone or just stresses from work, you can't hold that stuff in your body. You can't hold that stuff into your in your mind and your heart. It eats away at you. You don't. You you shouldn't have to deal with that. Nobody should have to deal with that. But the thing that you can do also is not just, you know, not be afraid to show your emotion, but something as simple as, like I always say, go out on your front porch, take your favorite beverage, cup of coffee, whatever, look up at the, look up at the sun on a sunny day or look up on the moon on a moonlit night and just talk to the gods, your gods, Hearn, uh, Mananon, Thor, Ra. Osiris, whoever it is, just go out there and talk to them the way that you would talk to talk to me, talk to a friend, and let them know that you know that you have things that you're concerned about. And then as you leave, leave a coin, leave a, a stone or something off in the area around your home that is kind of a tribute to the gods for listening to you. And Believe it or not, you know, if you do this over time, you know, taking the time to make those connections are spirit guides. There are men that have powerful spirit guides out there that watch them. Cultivate those connections with your spirit guides. Um, you know, do tarot and divination and numerology to see what are some of the things that are going to be influential uh, in your life overall and things that are important to you as a man you know so it's like there's a lot of it that it, it folds into that and what i want to do is i want to take a minute we're going to give you guys a little bit more music if you're out there i highly recommend to come and join us here in the chat we have a lodge magician good to have him here but all you got to do to join lodge magician and to hang out for the evening is come to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash pagan perspectives and also the phone lines are open if you would like to relay a little bit about your life and um, experiences you know 
give us a call. The number is 563-999-3644. But in the meantime, this is from the ADF and Isaac Bonowitz, and this is We Won't Shave Any Longer. (laughs) One, two, three. Trust in no man's razors, we have nicked and cut ourselves. We've been stung by all the aftershaves upon the drugstore shelves. And our patience and endurance from late puberty till now have given us the strength to make this vow. We won't shave any longer, our beards are stronger.
Founders ADF way back in the day from the album Avalon is Calling. And that, of course, was We Won't Shave Any Longer. And um, <laughs> uh, I shaved last week, but I had let my, got my, let my beard get so long that it got very, very itchy. I look, I still look like Santa Claus, but I only have a Van Dyke now. I don't have the full beard because, boy, did that go on. That's one of the things that I love is, man, we get to grow beards. We get little kids that come up and tug our beards, you know, back when I let it really grow. And then, you know, because I just can't keep it forever. It just even even if I let it grow to its longest point before, uh, there's a point where I got to go, I can't, I can't, and I have to shave it. But during the wintertime, I try to let it go for as long as I can, and then eventually it just gets to a point where it becomes too much, and I shave it back. But such is the cycle of life. Such is the cycle of my beard. Um, the other thing I was thinking just as that song was going through is the idea that men and that, that pagan men and that paganism in general have in dealing with uh, the anthropomorphic side of manhood, the antlered god, the horned god, the god that is the 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 large animal out in the woods, hiding from those who would seek to, you know, uh, kill it and and use it for their own gains. But that's the thing: you have that circle of life. You have as the as the people. And you have those animals out there. And we know we ask the gods, we ask the horn god, we ask the hunter, we ask Hearn to protect us as we go into Sherwood Forest to seek the king's deer, the deer that is only allowed by Norman law for him. You realize that back in the day it was illegal for a serf to hunt deer in the king's forest, and if you were caught, you could have your hand lopped off. You know, the the people in those times kept, the kings kept their uh, subjects highly under. And even at this time, you know, when the Anglo-Saxons started to really uh, uh, make their presence known in, in, in England, is the idea that we get of Robin in the Hood. And the 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 guy, the guy that fought for the oppressed, you know, robbed from the poor, robbed from the rich and gave to the poor because the poor were taxed to the hilt. I mean, King Richard and his wars, you know, the people at home, he had to get money. And the way that he got money was exploiting the work of the serfs and all the people that were, you know, under his banner that were under his kingship. And that's how he would, you know, further wars and all these other things. But in all of this stuff, while this was going on, the people of the woods, the people of the forest, the people outside of Nottingham proper that were in Sherwood and the various little towns and hamlets around, those were the ones that were followers of the old gods, followers of Hearn, Lord of the Trees. And it was them that knew that the that the harvest would come and go, that followed the seasons, that would put out the cornucopias uh, in the fall for the harvest, and that they would leave offerings for the horn god because of the fact that if you know 
is called the blessing. And whenever you left out an offering for your God, your God would make you and your animals and your people fruitful. If you were unable to uh, uh, leave that offering, there was the possibility that you might not get that blessing from Hearn to uh, sustain your people. Um, we have the idea of, within Egypt, the gods of, of medicine, the gods of philosophy, the gods of magic. You realize with all of the Egyptian pantheon, there, I think every, if you could break it down into actual, um, not necessarily job descriptions, but kind of like everything that we can do, there's a God that does it, you know, everything, you know, from Osiris and Ra and uh, Hatshepsut and all these other gods, there are so many, I'm not even going to try to, to, to nail the Egyptian pantheon tonight, but you know who they are. And then you look at the gods of the Roman Empire. Look at the gods of the Italians and the, the Greeks, the Greek and Roman gods. You look at Zeus. You look at Apollo. You look at all of these different gods, and they kind of they covered our existence from you know everything. And then you had Zeus, and you know being the father god. We have Woden. Um, you have Dodogda for the Druids. I call it Doida. I, I say it's Dogda, but in Irish it's pronounced Doida. Um, and so there's always this representation of the strength of men. You look at the Doida. What did he do? He stood on one leg. He had one eye, and he carried a, 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 a club that he dragged behind him. And that club is what made up and separated out all of the uh, – the, uh, uh, Places in Ireland, Ulster, Munster, the, all of the counties and stuff like that. Um, you have Hawaiian gods, the gods of the, the, the Pele, and gods. It just goes on and on and on, you know, and these representations of their strength and their wisdom and their power. The sun god, every day when we get up, the masculine energy that comes through the window when we have our morning cup of coffee, it is, that's incredible. You're looking out every day and you're seeing the evidence and power of the sun god in every cycle. And then at the end of the day, the sun god has to leave us and we're left with the little light of the moon. In the darkness of night, you have that god of the night, Nyx, and you have the gods of the underworld that are you know, just there's many different designations and such that deal with what the gods are for us as men. I think if you get a chance to, you know, to just look at the things that men have done, look at all of the great athletes from uh, George Brett for baseball, Larry Bird for basketball. Uh, you look at the astrologers from back in the day. Look at Nostradamus, the man that has given us so many prophecies, prophetic. Nostradamus, look at Edgar Cayce. I highly, whenever we talk about the Akashic Records, where did we get the concept of the Akashic Records? One of the main place, not the only place, but one of the main places 
that we got the concept of the Akashic Records came from Edgar Cayce. Um, uh, you have, just as people now, we have people like uh, Chick Cicero of the Golden Dawn. Um, you know, we have writers that are out there right now, like Lon Milo Duquette and, you know, various others that are giving us the wisdom and things that we need to know in that world of ceremonial magic and so on and so forth. So it's like we are covered by so many different things as men to help us move forward in our evolution. And that's why, you know, one thing that I would also recommend if you guys are if guys are listening to this show, pass this show on to a friend. Let them know they may be, you know, life may just be beating them down. Let them know that there is a show that might make them think different because I'm going to tell you guys right now, everybody that puts you down, they're full of it. You know, you know your worth, and if they can't see what your worth is, then, you know, I understand that we value people's opinions, but for the ones that become caustic and can make us feel like less of a human, less of who we are, don't let that stuff get you down, guys. Be strong. Work, you know, cry when you need to, but work to improve your place in life. And how do we do that? We honor the gods, we worship the gods, and we practice the magic. Spell work, divination, everything to improve ourselves. You know, that's another thing a lot of people can't understand about witches, men or women, that we're not out there all all day, every day, doing spells to win the lottery. I don't really want to win the lottery. I would like to win the lottery, except for one thing. To, to win the lottery, I want that for a reason. I want to win the lottery so that I can take those funds and use them to help family, first off, help myself, and then help friends. And then after that, what I want to do is take that and put it out there to the, uh, you know, to the world, to help pagan people, to help everybody, you know, to help with, you know, men's mental health. A lot of times there's always groups and things for women out there and pink ribbons and all that stuff. But what do men have? Who are the advocates for men? And I'm not just talking in the gay space, but I'm talking about in the man space, period. Old, young, newborn, where are our advocates? We have to advocate for ourselves a lot of it. That is very true. But, you know, then let's do it. If we have to advocate for ourselves, let's come together. If you're a man out there and you have questions and you have thoughts about things, you can get a hold of me, S-Y-L-V-A-M-U-S-93 at Hotmail.com. If you have questions, never feel bad about sending me an email. Sending me an email. I'll do my best to help you. Or if you want to catch me a little bit quicker than that, go to Facebook and look up Raven Temple of CX Wicca, H-R-A-F-N. Come on in. We'd love to have you. And, you know, catch me there. And if you've got questions and concerns and things that you want to know about, you can do that too. You can catch us on the Golden Dawn study group page, which uh, uh, my good friend here, uh, the Lodge Magician, is a part of. And, you know, it's like we're going to be doing – also another thing while I'm thinking at it, because what I want to do is make this more accessible starting here probably within the next week. I'm going to go ahead 
and um, put together a Discord. I've, I, I haven't been able to do the Discord for um, uh, the Gondon study group and a couple other things, but if the gods see fit for me to get a new computer this Saturday, which is just a couple days away, I've got some things to fiddle-faddle around with, but we will have an official Pagan Perspectives, the show here on Block Talk Radio, Discord. And also, if you want to help me to expand the show, increase the reach, and if you have uh, uh, questions that you want to have answered through divinations and things like that, then I also have an official Pagan Perspectives Patreon, and we'll put the links up for that. And we've got some merch that's going to be coming out pretty soon that has our official Pagan Perspectives logo, which you can see here if you are here on Blog Talk Radio. And I also, you know, um, if, you know, if you need help, I can, that's another thing, I can turn you on to people that understand about all kinds of things. Because what one man doesn't know, another man does. And I'll do my best to, you know, put you in the direction of the people, places, and things that can be the most benefit to help you. Um, and that's what this show is going to be about, you know. It's like it's it's like society's got a lot of really bad things going on. And I think as pagans and, and witches and ceremonial magicians and everything else in between, it's up to us to help take care of each other. And that's what this show is going to foster is the ability to get a hold of the people that can help me answer the questions that I have in my life, meeting you, and you know, having somebody there that is going to genuinely be interested in helping your situation spiritually, magically, and setting you off on a good mindset. A man that has a clear, concise, happy, positive mind can do so many things. That's why, you know, we do magic because we know that those magical operations, those spells, those incantations is the energy that we're working with that we're taking from the earth and the, and the plants and animals and trees and the ancestors that are around us and turning that into intention that does good things. You know, also on the other side of it, though, it's like, uh, you know, people say, well, do witches only just, are we all just goody-goodies? No, we're not goody-goodies. If you come messing with us, you can fuck around and find out, and we will take care of ourselves. That's the protector. And, you know, some people say, well, you shouldn't do baneful magic. I'm not saying advocating that people should do baneful magic, but when it comes to protection for yourself and your family and those that you really care for, there is nothing magically that, for the most part, I wouldn't do. Now, there are certain extremes, and you have to know bounds of reason because, like it says, ain't it harm none? Do what thou wilt. You love us the law, love under will. So it's like you can do all these things, but just make sure that you know that whatever you're going to put out in some form, shape, or another is going to come back to you. And the other thing, why I personally have to be very careful about what I do with that is I have the feeling that if I go too far in the direction, then what's that going to do? That's going to mess with my karma, and if that messes with my karma bad enough, 
when I go into my next existence, that is going to just, you're not going to advance yourself. If you have done enough to really offset your karma, what are you going to do in your next life? You're going to come back and you're going to have to learn those lessons all over again. You'll stagnate your movement towards, you know, becoming one with the all. You know, and that's the thing. Well, everybody says, well, what's becoming one with the all? Whenever you're reading a comic book, if you see those little bubbles and the guy's talking and he gets the little flash bulb above his head, the light bulb, that's the aha moment. Becoming one with the universe is the aha moment, the aha moment, and that is that whenever everything that you needed to learn happens and the universe says, Oh, well, your need you don't need to incarnate anymore. And what happens is whenever that, that that situation happens, you break off from that incarnational line and you become a greater magnification and part of the universe itself, a part of the all. Look it up. One of the best books that talk about the idea of positive, negative, and the all is one of my favorite books, which is called The Kabbalah by Three Initiates. And my copy is about two feet away from me. And it does a very good book on the idea of what the all is and various other hermetic principles. And I think that's something that everybody should look into. We've got almost about just a little under 30 minutes left in the show. So if you'd like to, guys that are out there listening, or girls, if girls have questions about what it's like to be a guy, then please feel free to give us a call, 563-999-3644. And we're going to give you some music, and then I'll be back in just a minute. This is Clonod here on Pagan Perspectives.
play the game, create the time With every move and line Jackal guard against the moon And the game will be over soon Can you hear the earth sighing As he turns towards the sky The time of Ra is ending And the sun begins to die Can you feel it changing? Can you see her in the Isis Unveil here on Pagan Perspectives. Come and join us, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pagan Perspectives. The number to call in this last little bit is 563-999-3644. And what I want to do for a minute is to work a little something magical with everybody out there that's listening. 
what I want you to do wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening to the show right now. I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And what we're going to do is we're going to see ourselves as, as the men that we are, strong, thoughtful, intelligent, witty, everything. Just We see ourselves with every good trait. And what we're going to do is we're going to see these things grow and pulse throughout our entire bodies. And what we're going to do is we're going to chant Alu three times. So we're just going to go ahead and take a deep breath. and just realize, celebrate your masculinity, celebrate your con- your contribution to your community, to your family, to the street you live on. Men are make many valuable, valuable contributions to society, period. Not just our pagan society, but society, period. We're fathers, we're judges, we're teachers. We're saviors. We save people's lives. Firemen, police officers, doctors. We're entertainers. We're poets. We're bards. Like the Druids, the bards, those were the ones that, you know, they were the holy entertainers. They were allowed to go hither and yon from place to place unmolested because they carried the news of the world all over, you know. We had those important roles. And then when it came down to it, in our hearth, in our home, we had our hearth gods and goddesses. And we were the we were the spiritual representatives of our family. That's another thing. If you can, I believe that every man should find a, a, a representation, whether it's a statue or a picture or a drawing or a piece of music or whatever, or something they can use and keep in, in an altar or in a ritualized area that you have set within your home and just have that as a space and a place to like concentrate on your manhood you know and to know that we are also virile sexual beings and to follow that sexuality until we are unable to don't be afraid to follow after the lusts of our hearts when we can, with prudence, nothing crazy, nothing illegal, but just be, don't be afraid to follow those instances in our life of that we want to be a little bit racy, a little bit outside the norm for what, you know, everybody thinks that all sex is just for procreation, missionary all the way. 
we can enjoy it. We're allowed to enjoy it. All acts of love and pleasure are my rituals, like it says in the charge of the goddess. But it's also that way in the charge of the horn god, too, you know, that we are able to come together and, and do those things because it's an expression of being able to grow and to be fruitful and fertile and to go from there. And then, you know, just to see where our existence goes and to see those sage years as we prepare for our death and what goes on after that. And that's why I'm doing this show is to give you guys a reason to kind of look inwards, look outwards, and not be afraid to do things on the magical side of life to help you get where you're going. And, yeah, so, like I say, we've got a lot coming up. If you are interested in getting into the drawing for the copy of The Witch's Bible by uh, Janet and Stuart Ferrer, like I say, send me an email to savannas93sylvanus93 at hotmail.com in the subject line. Say book giveaway and then in the body, just give me your name and something that says, hey, I would like to try and win this book. And when we go to the end of the month in March, I'll let you guys know who won. Next week, the topic for the show is green witchcraft. A lot of dealing with herbs and working in the woods and stuff. This is one of the things that I really like because being a city witch, it's so good to get out into the highways and the byways, into the forest. I love looking for different herbs and stuff. I like looking for critters. I like looking for critter tracks and all that kind of thing. So it's like once you can get yourself out of out of your house and out to where there's nobody within 100 miles, basically, it's just some of the best stuff. So we're going to talk about green witchcraft. And then in the future, we're going to be having shows dealing with, with heathen practices. We're going to be having a show on the Golden Dawn and the Rose Cross. Yes, that's going to be a big show. I hope Lodge Magician can attend that one for sure. But we're going to deep dive it. We're going to go into places and, and, and touch on it in ways that even like uh, people like uh, Don Michael Craig and Lon Milo have touched on. But we're going to look about how it affects us as practitioners within Golden Dawn ceremonial tradition. But also... What does ceremonial magic do for us as people? How do we, how does the great work affect us whenever we are working within Golden Dawn or other ceremonial traditions? So we've got shows coming up with that. And then, like I say, if you want to support this show and help it to grow, then I highly suggest you go to Patreon forward slash Pagan Perspectives and look at what we've got going on there. Also, coming up within the next month, we have the very first issue of CX Wicked Boys, the letter of the CX Wicked tradition that was around for many years uh, before the passing of Dr. Raymond Buckland. And it's, there's enough of a resurgence of the CX Wicked tradition that we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring back that newsletter, and the first printing is going to be happening in March. First, I got to do it in batches. I have to do all the color pages first, and then I have to do all the black and white, and this will be in separate places because of the cost. 
but then I'll have to go to the other places and get everything kind of collated and put together for all the people that I've been contacting uh, that would like – if you would like a copy of the CX Wicker Voice, then you can send an a, a email to ilsmenis93 uh, at hotmail.com. And we're going to start out with a modest 50 to 75 copies, and then we'll put that out, and then this will be a quarterly thing, uh, you know, and we'll go through the annals of the CX Wicked tradition. And then we've got the discords coming and just all kinds of stuff. And like I say, you can find me on Facebook, on Raven Temple of CX Wicca, uh, where there are the Golden Dawn Study Group, which is there in, in on, on Facebook. And I will do my best to help you folks in any way that I can. And uh, I appreciate everybody that's out there. I want to take a minute and thank uh, Lodge Magician to, for hanging out with me tonight. He's a great guy. He's a new dad. He's doing he's doing the best that he can, but he's taking out time to you know support a brother, and I really appreciate it. I've always appreciated him, and so yeah, it's like tell your friends, tell all your guy friends, pass this show off, and let them know that uh, you know pagan men have a place in pagan society in the world at large, and we are really appreciative of that that we are men. So. I'm going to put a bunch of the links to everything in the show notes after this is all over. And, um, yeah, what I think I'll do is give you guys one last little bit of a song, and then I'll come back and, and talk to you guys for a second. But right now, this is Kiva here on Pagan Perspectives.
I like that song. That's a fun little tune. And, yeah, we've just got just a little bit left here on the show. I want to thank everybody that's listened. Pass this along. This show is going to go live for download here in about five minutes after it goes off the air. You can come back and download it. Take the show with you. Take it in your car. Listen to it on your phone. Do whatever. Show it to your friends. We really appreciate it. We want to grow the audience back. And I want to thank everybody that has been here. And I really appreciate you guys. So I'm going to say this to everyone. Blessings of the old gods to you. Blessed be 93, the whole nine yards. And have a great week. Next week, Pagan Perspectives, Green Witchcraft. Until next time, have a great week. Does your home need a high-speed jolt? Take your tech to the next level with Extreme Internet powered by Mediacom. Hook up your house with speeds from 100 meg up to 1 gig. Turn up the intensity in every room with powerful whole home Wi-Fi. And stay chill with unbeatable network reliability and an always-on, always-fast connection. Call today to take advantage of limited-time deals on Extreme Internet and Wi-Fi packages. Dial 844-4FASTER or shop online at Extreme.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.